Hello, Believers. This is Dr. Shantae, and welcome to Believing Bigger Podcast, Season 6. Now, I know we left on that sobering cliffhanger from Episode 3, where we talked about the camp, but because this is the season of victory, Part 2 of this episode is Second Chances. And so we return to Joshua, Chapter 8. And our key verses are these. One and two says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack Ai. For I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. You shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king, except that you may carry off their plunder and livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the city. So, Today's episode, Second Chances, God is a Restorer. So we are going to talk about reassurance, the ambush, and the victory. Let's get right to it. So reassurance. So after Joshua got rid of the sin in the camp, which was Achan and his family and everything that he had stole, the very next chapter starts with, then the Lord, okay? Then the Lord. Like, the minute you get right, okay, God is like, boom, let's get with it. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about no see what had happened was. We don't need no side commentary or no extra. As soon as you do what the Lord is asking you to do, as soon as you get it right, okay, the very next verse is said, then the Lord. God is always waiting, no hesitation. As soon as Joshua destroyed Achan and everything associated with Achan, the Lord responded, okay? And his response was a word of reassurance that once again, he was with Joshua. So let me say this, if in case it's not clear, if you are listening to this episode and you somehow stumbled onto this episode, like, hmm, second chances, that sounds interesting. Right now, you have zero idea what I'm talking about. I'm going to ask you to pause, go back to the previous episode, listen to it, and then pick right back up with us here. Okay. So when there's a cancer in your life, you cannot shrink it. You cannot reduce it. You cannot shave a little bit off and think that that's going to be sufficient. Okay. When people get diagnosed with cancer, it's not like, oh, well, let's see if we can shrink this down a little bit. No, the goal is to eradicate it. Okay. The cancer is still there. It's not about shrinking it. Or people that have fibroids, they try to shrink the fibroids and the fibroids come back. Or You don't try to get rid of of cancer, you know, by reducing the amount of cancer cells, you get rid of cancer by getting rid of the cancer. But if you leave it around to linger, the cancer is there. And because it's there, it will eventually do its damage. It will grow. That's what cancer does. You know, we cannot be casual about the things that cause us to be outright disobedient to God. We can't be casual about the things that cause us to to stumble. And sometimes that's hard, especially in relationships. But I love him and he loved me and we're going to be a happy family. And, you know, we 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 want to do God's will, but, you know, we might not be doing it God's way. And then you start having problems in the relationship and things like that. You can't be casual about those types of things. OK, the things that cause you to be outright disobedient. We can't scale back and call it progress for some things. God is like, cut it off. You need to cut it. And if you can't cut it for my sake, if you're not willing to put me in front of her, in front of him, in front of that, in front of them, then I can't rock with you. Okay. You know, he does not mince words about that. He said, seek me first, put me first, do what I said first, 
make me the most important thing. And when you do that, it sounds good, doesn't it? Because we love the Lord. It sounds good in theory, but in practice, it's hard. And believe me, I know. Okay, so I'm not telling you anything that I haven't struggled with or struggling with my own self. Okay, I'm, (laughs) I'm in that number. So I completely get it. But because I get it, I can tell you that we cannot be casual about cancer. We can't be casual about the things that are are interrupting our relationship with God. We can't be casual about the things that cause us to stumble. We have to get rid of it. And sometimes, you know, that means you got to delete some apps on your phone. It means you got to remove yourself from certain circles. You have to remove the temptation. You have to block certain numbers. You have to block certain people on social media so you're not tempted to go back there. They can't slide up in the DMs and you can't slide up in the DMs. And did it hurt Joshua to have to discipline Achan so severely? I'm sure it did. I mean, as angry as Joshua was, I'm sure it hurt him. You know, that was one of the elders. That was one of the soldiers, you know, that have fought alongside him. They had a relationship and I'm sure it hurt him to have to to discipline him so severely. But what was one man worth missing out on the promised land? Full stop. Was one man worth missing out on God's promise? Let that seep in your spirit. Whatever it is, whatever the cancer is, and the cancer doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad person. It just might mean that the nature of your relationship is cancerous, okay? You don't have to be cancer for something to be cancerous, okay? Is that thing, is that person, is that job, is that social circle, are those habits, are those whatever worth the promised land? The answer for Joshua was very clear. No. Okay, one man was not worth the promised land. One man was not worth the legacy that was promised to the people. And I cannot help but wonder how many of us have sacrificed our promise for people. How many of us have have given up our promised land, fooling around with folks? And what God has for us always pales in comparison to what we're trying to hold on to. Second Chronicles 714 says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear heal their land. God is always looking to make amends. Always. He doesn't want this contentious relationship. He doesn't want you to be feeling some kind of way and feeling guilty and shamed and you don't call them like you used to. God doesn't want that. He wants y'all to be booed up, peaches and herb, reunited, and it feels so good, okay? When parents say things like, you know, this hurts me more than it hurts you, God actually means that he hates for y'all to be at odds. He hates to be at odds with his children. He hates to, for, for him and his children to have an estranged relationship. That's not what God wants. He doesn't want that kind of relationship with us. He doesn't want you to miss out on the blessings that he's prepared, which brings us to the ambush. Do not miss this, okay? Don't miss this. In case you had had dazed off and and drifted away thinking about your own circumstances, bring it back. Bring it back right here, right now. Do not miss this. God gave Joshua and the Israelites the promised land, but they did not just walk in there and take it. They had to fight many 
battles. The path to the promised land is never going to be without obstacles or hardships or some process to earn it. Okay. Even though God had promised them, he said, I got you. I'm with you. I'm giving you the green light. But they didn't just walk in there and was like, oh, this is lovely. No, they had to fight Jericho. They had to fight in Ai. They had to fight the Amorites. They had to fight the Canaanites. They had to fight. And God gave them victory every time. But it wasn't no cakewalk. They had to go to battle in order to obtain the promise. They had to go to battle in order to obtain the promise, even salvation, our salvation, salvation is free, but it wasn't cheap. God broke the bank for us to be redeemed back to him. He gave his beloved son, his only son. Jesus was precious to him. He gave him up for you and for me. So while it's free to us, it wasn't cheap to God. He broke the treasury to redeem us back to him. Jesus suffered a tremendous hardship paying that ransom for us, okay? So even though it's promised, doesn't mean that you are not going to have to persist through some things in order to obtain it. So let's go back to our our chapter, chapter eight. Verse three says, so Joshua and the whole army moved out to attack Ai because God has already given him this reassurance, right? He said, you gonna do to them what you did in Jericho. I gotcha and you can keep all the goodies, okay? So Joshua and the whole army moved out to attack Ai. He chose 30,000 of his best fighting men and sent them out at night with these orders. Listen carefully. You are to set an ambush behind the city. Don't go very far from it. All of you be on the alert. I and all of those with me will advance on the city. And when the men of Ai come out against us, as they did before, we will flee from them. They will pursue us until we have lured them away from the city. For they will say, ha, they are running away from us just as they did before. So when we flee from them, you are to rise up from the ambush and take the city. The Lord your God will give it into your hand. What is an ambush? An ambush is a surprise attack from a concealed position. I repeat, an ambush is a surprise attack from a concealed position. So why am I telling you all this? How do we get defeated? Hmm? How do we as believers get defeated? When the enemy draws you away from your post, that's how we get defeated. And someone creeps up and takes your place. The enemy lures you away with some BS. The enemy lures you away with some hot tea. The enemy lures you away with some shuck and jive. The enemy lures you away with some drama. The enemy draws you away from your post or and, and someone creeps up and takes your place. You know, like how Biggie say, as soon as he buy that wine, I just creep up from behind. Biggie was always waiting, okay, in the shadows. You know, he had already been lurking in the shadows when he creeped up and asked you what your interests are and who you be with, okay? The enemy is trying to get you to leave what is precious in your life. This is how people get drawn away from their families. They get distracted. You know, why do so many people have broken relationships and and you got men leaving the home and things like that? Because you are being ambushed. You are being intentionally drawn out and drawn away from your commitments, from your responsibilities, from your, your home and your family, and you are being enticed away. And so that when you are off your post, then the enemy can come in and attack your family. And what do we end up leaving behind? 
not only our families, but we leave behind our calling. We go pursuing and chasing after things, some shiny new toy, because it looked like that's what's popping. And and that's what you got to do to be an influencer. And you got to go to certain conferences and you got to do certain things. And you spend all that money on them classes and them conferences. And you ain't not one iota closer to where you thought you was going to be than the man in the moon. But are you broker? Yes. Are you disappointed? Yes. Because those things didn't have anything to do with what God told you to do. It's not that there's anything wrong with those things, but is it what he asked you to do? Was that your calling? Was that your mission? Was that your purpose? No, you got ambushed. So this happens. The ambush happens when we get distracted by someone else's success, you know, or we get enticed by shortcuts. And what seems like a quicker path, didn't I say that, that God promised them the promised land, but they had to fight many battles to get it. And you decide, I'm tired of fighting. Well, I got to do all that when I can go take this class, buy this workbook and, and, and shorten my time. We get caught up making a name for ourselves, you know, in the world and at work. And, and we get caught up in flattery and, and we get caught up in pride and, and we get caught up with the work husband who understands, you know, when the real husband don't understand. And we get caught up with the work wife who understands when the real wife don't understand. We get caught up in the DMs. We get caught up chasing money. We start looking for comfort outside of our home. And all of that is a ploy to get you off your post. It's a very effective strategy. It works almost every time. Rinse and repeat. The problem is, remember when I said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So you think, you know, that what's calling you away is the answer to your to a prayer. You, you think that is, is exactly what your ego needs when, and how you need to feel and, and, and validate all of these things. All of that is a ploy to knock you off your post. All of that is spiritual warfare. And so often we fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. And then when the enemy plunges the dagger, we look up, family relationships ain't the same, followers ain't the same because you done went in a totally different direction and they can't even recognize you no more. Your friendships ain't the same because you didn't abandon them to go hang out with some cooler looking kids. Your bank account ain't the same and you sit up here how you going to rob Peter to pay Paul. All of that was a ploy, an ambush to pull you away from your post. Please know the enemy. I know I sound like a broken record is always lying in wait to steal, kill or destroy the blessings that God has given you. And by given, I mean, it's yours even though it has not manifested itself yet. It is yours, even though it has not manifested itself yet. Joshua told his soldiers, he said, and when we draw them away, you go into the city and you take the city. God has already given it to you. So even before the action occurs, the promise is already there. The reassurance is already there. God didn't say, I'm going to deliver the king of AI into your hands. God says specifically, read it for yourself. I have delivered the king of AI into your hands. God said, I've delivered the king. I have given you the victory and you ain't even fought yet. He said it before the battle was fought. So God's promise and his reassurance is what gave Joshua the confidence to execute the plan. When God tells you he's going to do something for you, believe it. That should give you the confidence that you need to go and execute the plan. Stop stopping. Stop doubting. Stop questioning. Stop being ambushed. Stop wandering off your post. Stop getting distracted. Focus, grasshoppers. Focus. Which brings us to our next part, victory. 
It says the men of AI looked back and saw the smoke of the city rising up into the sky, but they had no chance to escape in any direction. The Israelites who had been fleeing toward the wilderness had turned back against their pursuers. For when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that smoke was going up from it, they turned around and attacked the men of Ai. Those in the ambush also came out of the city against them so that they were caught in the middle with Israelites on both sides. Israel cut them down, leaving them neither survivors nor fugitives, but they took the king of Ai alive and brought him to Joshua. So here's what happened, folks. Joshua lured them out of the city. And because they were victorious last time, the men was like, oh, we got them. And they all went. They was like, I want a piece of this action. And as soon as they left behind women and children and possessions, the men that Joshua had assigned to line wait burned the city to ash. And as soon as Joshua saw the flames flaming and the smoke going from his men having taken the city, then the men of Ai started to run back like, wait a minute, we got got. But when they tried to run back, what happened? Joshua then started chasing them. And who did they run into? The other men who were in the ambush. So they were sandwiched on both sides and there were neither survivors nor fugitives. Let me tell you something. When you get ambushed, okay, because the, the enemy is crafty. When you get ambushed, you may not have much left after that, but a, but a hard lesson learned. When God gives you the victory, it's a complete victory. It said no prisoners, no survivors. And Israel carried off of themselves the livestock and the plunder of the city as the Lord had instructed Joshua. Not only were there like no survivors, nobody to come back and get revenge against them. It said that they was able to carry off all the cows and the gold and the silver and all of that. They were able to do that. In chapter seven, God asked for the first fruits of that battle in Jericho. He said, hey, this is your first battle, but you know, let me have that first part of that. Let me have all that stuff for the treasury first. Give it to me first. Achan didn't want to do that. He said, I'm going to take a little off the top. But because they put him first, what did God say in that second battle? You keep it. God said, if you make a dollar, give me 10 cent. You keep that 90 cent. And I know when you're talking about a dime and a dollar, it just seemed like such a, well, I mean, anybody can do that. But when you start making some money, money, you be like, 10%, Lord. <laughs> but you know, this ain't a tithing podcast. This is a different podcast. You know, we're talking about victory. But the point is, chapter seven, God asked for the first fruits from the battle of Jericho. In chapter eight, he says, you can keep all the plunder from this battle. God is not a resource, y'all. He is the source. The earth and everything in it belongs to who? To him. And so whatever it is that he's asking you to devote to him, to put him first or whatever, to make him a priority, he will leave you with more than enough to live the way that you want to live, to accomplish your dreams and your goals. AI, the city AI, that literally means the ruin. And I'm going to tell you something. All of us have an AI in our lives. If you, you know, you being completely honest, all of us have an AI in our lives, a place where we allowed the enemy to come in, draw us off our post. And before we knew it, we lost the city. Every last one of us has an AI, okay, where we took our eyes off the prize, where we took our eyes off the Lord, where we got distracted by something else. And then before we knew it, we lost the city. But thanks be to God that we also have some Jerichos, okay, the places where we trusted God obeyed God, didn't lean to our own understanding, 
gave him the glory, gave him the first fruits. And what happened? The walls came tumbling down and we got the victory. God is a God of second chances. Is there a price for disobedience? Yes, there is a price for disobedience. But is there a reward in true repentance? Yes. As soon as you get it right, God is like, boom, let's get it. Okay, business, let's resume. Get rid of the cancer. There's a reward for for getting rid of the cancer, a reward for putting him first, a reward for trusting him by faith. When you do that, you will get the victory every single time. So you want to talk about this episode you just heard? I know you do. Go to readytobelieve.com. Join the community. Find out when you're going to be live talking about this episode and you can talk about it with other believers and other listeners. You know, this is the type of thing that we need. You know, we don't have these, these conversations in our regular life and, and it's missing. We talk about so many other things and so much negativity and toxicity. And did you see what this person is doing? You see what that person is doing? It's time to have the kind of conversations that empower us, that engage us, because just like you're listening to this and you're encouraged, other people are listening and they're encouraged too. And where two or more are gathered in his name, the Bible says there he is in the midst of us. So let's come together, join believers in action, get the pod class, the downloads, the weekly growth opportunities, the tools and the strategies so that we can change this world for the better. I'm Dr. Shante and I will see you next time.